Welcome to I Didn't Quite Catch That with your hosts, Nick and Shay. Episode one, the kickoff. This week, we'll be talking about Nick Mullins taking over at the helm for the San Francisco 49ers. Injuries across the league, surprising starts, and upcoming week three games. Let's chop it up. Welcome to episode one, the kickoff. Episode one. I am your host, Nick Landall. I am co-hosted by my stunning, beautiful wife, (laughs) Shay. Hi. Um, We're so excited to do this. This is our first ever podcast, first episode. We've been talking about this for so long now. I feel like, how long? A long time. I'd say probably... Somewhere in the neighborhood of a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we finally decided to do it. And who came up with the name? That is all you, babe. You you came up with the name. Credit is due to you on that. It is a fantastic name. Do you want to go in depth about why we chose this name? Yeah, so the, the funny thing about the name of our podcast here is I am a lifelong sports junkie. Uh, diehard San Francisco 49ers fan, shout out the squad, been to Candlestick Park, sat first row, 50-yard line, 2011, uh, Fox's game of the week against the New York football giants, I talked to Pam Oliver, okay, this is Candlestick Park, the legendary Candlestick Park, rest in peace, which is now a shopping mall and condos some nonsense of that nature and now we play 30 minutes outside of the san francisco city limits in santa clara uh hate the new stadium um wish we would have saved candlestick park and did some renovations and just kept true to that but things change but anyhow I introduced my wife to the NFL, San Francisco 49ers most specifically, mm-hmm. and you've you've been a great student of the game and the team. I try. I really feel like I had no other no other option. You didn't. Um, no. I didn't. I and just a quick little backstory of mine. Um I am from a crazy baseball family. We are all, um, unfortunately, diehard New York Mets fans, hence my name, Shea, S-H-E-A. I am named after um, their old stadium. So I've never gotten into football. Um, My mother was a Giants fan, and that's about as far as it goes. I've never watched football. I've never watched the Super Bowl. I've never watched anything up until last year when I had just had enough of um red zone. We started on red zone. We did. And I was so confused the entire time because when you're when you're trying to learn the game, the ins and outs, it's a lot it's, to digest. It's a lot it's a lot to digest and when you're going from game to game and it's it was just so intense that I was absolutely committed you were. um to learning the game and when I commit to something I commit to it 
110 percent um almost on an obnoxious scale so (laughs) i've really been torturing nick um for the past like this is our second season now yeah um red zone is an amazing thing um we're lucky to have that and we have the sunday ticket this year so it's just been it's been fantastic we don't have to watch niners games on laptops anymore no no more um watching shoddy streams off a laptop like some Mm -hmm. second class citizen in a third Mm -hmm. world country uh we have sunday ticket now i will say i was very spoiled last year um and again the only sport i've ever watched and and you know been diehard about was baseball um so i got spoiled with a you know i came into such a a heavy amazing just well-oiled team um, made it to the Super Bowl and then was devastated. Again, ties back to being, you know, a Mets fan for me. That's, yeah. I'm so used to disappointment that it's, yeah. <laughs> that it's fine for me. Um, but this year is just such a doozy already. I just feel so... Yeah, you, jump, you jumped into your, your fanhood um, in a great season. Unfortunately... And I, myself, and I would hope the rest of 49ers fans look at us. You know, we were we were at one point the gold standard of the NFL. So much so where losing Super Bowls is just unacceptable. I felt that way in 2013 when the Colin Kaepernick-led 49ers lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl. This past season here, we got all the way to the Super Bowl up on the Kansas City Chiefs and we ultimately lose the Super Bowl. It was it was it was rough. It was rough to take and um I saw a lot of the same mistakes happen in our season opener this year as well um which was pretty devastating off off the rip. Um just a disclaimer, I am an amateur junkie. Um, I have really no idea what I'm talking about. My husband is the professional. Um, Nick definitely it lives and breathes football. Um, so some of what I say, some 49ers fans may not like, like the Kyle curse um, from the Super Bowl. Just yeah. spread that. I mean, necessary. Necessary, very. Um, but overall, I'm I'm still hopeful this year, but... Um, yeah, I think it's going to be tough to get back. I think it is. And historically it is as well. It just, uh, doesn't it, the, coming off a Super Bowl loss. It just, it, it doesn't treat that team well the following season historically. Historically. And I also think that a big mistake was made by, you know, with, with due to COVID and, the lack of camp or, you know, just the little that they had. Um, I think a big mistake of theirs was basically marketing this revenge tour when they knew some of their best players weren't ready. Yeah, the the, the biggest thing that was concerning to me over the summer, just from following the social media accounts of a lot of the players, and then of course the team's social media account was this this whole revenge tour thing, and it it sounds good, it it works as a hype machine, mm-hmm. but it was it it almost seemed to me as if it was a foregone conclusion that they were gonna get back to the Super back Bowl to the just Super like Bowl that. When it, that was it, and it's not easy to do so, at all. You know, the NFL is. It's more competitive than than ever. Um, it's not 
so so closely top heavy there's just there's mm-hmm. a lot of teams that can be deemed super bowl contenders so it's it's not an easy road to get back and the the, the way it was hyped it just it seemed like it was a foregone conclusion that okay they're going to get back to the super bowl just like mm-hmm. that and again a lot of a lot of people a lot of fans um even you know 49ers legends blamed jimmy for blowing the Super Bowl, Jimmy. Um, I I did. I don't want to get too much into that game because it just it, it still hurts to even discuss. But um, <laughs> just just run the damn rock. You know that's 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 all. Play to our strengths, and that's that's really all I want to say about the Super Bowl loss to the Chiefs. So. Right, but bring me my to my next point would yeah. be, what do you think about Nick Mullen starting? Yeah, let's get into that. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo goes down in the Jets game, high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for at least the next few weeks, it appears. So Nick Mullins has been ushered into the starting role for the San Francisco 49ers. What do you think about that? I don't trust him. I don't trust Jimmy. Um, but I definitely don't trust Mullins. I've seen him... I've only seen him actually play once since I am new. Yeah. Um, I've watched highlights. And even his highlight reel on, on YouTube or any compilation seems... It's, it's underwhelming. So, it's underwhelming, but it looks great because everybody's wide open. These yeah. are, you know, these are plays that, you know, our seven-year-old could make. So, <laughs> truly... Um, he does make me nervous. I think he is um, well over his head, and I don't think he realizes it, even at the press conference. Yeah. Um, he was just just professing that he was completely ready mentally, physically, um, and it definitely came across arrogant. Uh, and you, you and I have had this conversation yeah. about about how he even spoke to the press. I think he was really, um, for lack of a better word, shitty to them. Um, I think it's going to be one of his biggest downfalls. And in a lot of ways, this this may be an audition for him. There have been talks last year that um, some other teams were interested in possibly acquiring him. So th- this is this is an audition for him. Um, he's also he's. He's he's basically just has to to kind of right the ship a little bit here. Um, the next few games are winnable, but let's let's look at let's look at his body of work real quick. Uh, three and eight is a starter. Eleven ints, first ten touchdowns. It's nothing that jumps out to you. Uh, even as far as the eye test goes, he doesn't jump off the screen to you. To me, he's just the embodiment of a backup quarterback. I get frustrated with a lot of these 49ers fans on the social media pages. They look at this as, you know, he's he's the the next come the, the second coming of Joe Montana or something, Nick Mullins. Whereas we need to shelf Jimmy the rest of the way, hand the keys of the franchise over to Mullins, mm-hmm. and that's that's just simply not the case. This is a kid who came from a small school, Southern Mississippi. Shout out Brett Favre though. Um, went undrafted, you know, like he's some diamond in the rough. You don't, you don't slip through several rounds of the draft without getting claimed by a team. And then suddenly all the professionals 
in the world for each team, scouts, whatever, what have you, just completely miss this franchise quarterback. That's not the case. To me, he's just he's a backup quarterback, and uh, he's got to kind of just right the ship, kind of just just hold the wheel right now, let the team get healthy, and, and we'll take it from there. So as of right now, Jimmy is supposed to be back week four, which means Mullins only has to play one game yeah. against the Giants, right? Yeah. I don't see... I mean, it would. It's obviously going to be a lot harder for us this year. Yeah. But it's not the hardest for him. It's this is not going to be a great display of. Um, I mean, the the next three games on the schedule are very winnable. You have the Giants. You have the Eagles. You have the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And if he can kind of just just hang on, let the team get healthy not incur any losses during that three-game stretch. I think that's kind of that, that's kind of what's going to be expected of him. Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan's not going to throw anything too crazy at him. Probably going to try to rely heavily on the run game. Um very very simple progressions and reads as far as the passing game goes. Um so I I don't think a lot is going to be asked of him. Um, it's really just a matter of getting through this this three game stretch with the Giants, Eagles, Dolphins, and then we have our monster slate after that. I'll just quickly make mention of it. Uh, the opponents after those I just mentioned, it is an ugly stretch. You have the Rams, you have the Patriots, you have the Seahawks, you have the Packers, the Saints, the Rams. And the Bills. It's brutal. I've never seen back-to-back-to-back-to-back, et cetera, et cetera, games like that on the schedule. I don't think ever for any team. Um, and it's brutal with our injuries. Of course. That's just, you know, those would be tough games at full strength. And now we're headed back to the same stadium. Yeah, so we, we have the Giants this week. Um, the, the biggest concern to me, the, the Giants essentially... They're they're mailing it in, you know. They they've lost their best player in Saquon Barkley. Um, really, I I think their mo for the season is to just uh, basically get quarterback Daniel Jones as much reps and starts as possible, and uh, just kind of secure draft stock. So it should be a, a rather even even with our depleted roster, it should be a rather easy game to win. Um, like like you said, the biggest concern is playing at MetLife Stadium yet again. Sticky st- turf. Sticky turf, the same site where <clears throat> we basically lost our entire team last weekend. So I think the, the game plan uh, for this game would to be just get in and out. Play and, it safe. Yeah, and stay as and healthy as possible. And I do think, you know, Saquon Barkley is a huge, obviously is a huge asset to the Giants. For sure. Um, I think, you know, you and I were talking about how um, Max Kellerman was trying to make an argument that Saquon um, was a bigger devastation than Bosa for the entire league, which is absolutely ridiculous. When I heard that nonsense, I gave him that face from training day with Denzel Washington, <laughs> you know, when he's when he's sitting in the, in the car. I mean, that was just absolutely idiotic. You can't... But they were never a contender to begin that's with. That's exactly what it boils down to. You, you, you can't possibly... Um, compare the loss of a star player 
for a team who is bottom feeder. You know, disre- no disrespect to the New York Football Giants. I think they're a classy franchise. They are, and, and, and it's a terrible loss. It's a terrible loss. But, the fans, the team, right. the franchise. But they were by, by no means slated to be a contender this year. But to say it's overall absolutely more detrimental than Bosa for the entire league is yeah, asinine. It's, it's utter nonsense. Um, Max Kellerman, if you if you want to call into the show, I'd, I'd love to have you, and uh, we could further discuss this. Bring Stephen A. with you, too. Oh, you know he's my man. You know I love him. <laughs> he yells. I'm a yeller, too. Ask Nick. Um, so, injuries. <clears throat> There's a lot of our key players that are supposed to be back by game four. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're decimated at this point. Um, uh, the obvious one... You know, Nick Bosa, torn ACL, out for the year. Solomon Thomas, you know, not nearly as impactful as Nick Bosa, but um, a a starter on our defensive line, also out for the year with a torn ACL. Mm -hmm. Can I touch on Nick Bosa? Sure. I just, I... But not really, but yeah, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nick tells me the only person I can ever leave him for is Jimmy G, so... Okay, I won't touch Nick Bosa, but yeah. I'll touch on. Okay. There you go. So, I just love him as a player. Same. Um, also love his brother. I think they come from just a, such a classy, well-rounded... Great football uh, great, family. Yeah, great football family. And um, to see him go down like that, you know, I mean, he, he, he'll eat an entire team for breakfast. He lives and breathes this, and I just think it was so devastating... Um, just on a personal level, level for him, I, I really, yeah. I really feel for him because he's so passionate. And even, you know, in our season opener, when we were all playing like slap dicks, it yeah. was Bosa that was, you know, um, keeping it together. Uh, he always plays with so much heart. And, um, I think that that being said, since he does bring so much to the team, no matter who comes back, what kind of momentum will we have? Yeah, I, I think that's a very, a very key point to bring up. I mean, this is a guy who is only a second-year player, and he's essentially the heart and soul of our team. So mm-hmm. uh, losing him is, is monumental. Uh, I saw it live, and I just I, I knew it was bad. Well, and he's I, an absolute... He's yeah. a tank. Yeah, I don't expect anything to keep him down. And and just, just the way it looked uh, in real time and the replay, I knew it was bad. I, I think I sat there in silence watching the rest of the game for mm-hmm. you know the next 20 minutes or so. I just couldn't believe it. I, I knew it was bad. So, yeah, that, that one really, really hurts. So he's out for the season. Um, obviously, uh, Mostert is supposed to be back game four. Um you know he has an MCL, mm-hmm. so so yeah we have two, I don't, I two don't guys. believe he'll be back game four. I don't think so. We have we have two guys down in our backfield um, with Mostert and uh, Tev Coleman. Um, so yeah, those those are those are two big losses. Coleman's supposed to return week seven. Um, you have Sherman who's supposed to um be back i believe game five week five yeah we're still waiting on richard sherman greenlaw um yeah dre greenlaw is out also mm-hmm. kittle um i think we'll be fine game four we'll be fine with the running backs because we, we have Jarek mckinnon uh he's coming off two nasty acl injuries over the past couple years he's looked fairly bright thus far so 
we have him and um, you know uh, Tev Coleman out and uh, Mostert out. So we have him and we have uh, Jeff Smith Jr. So we'll be okay with the running backs. I'm not really too concerned about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Kittle is supposed to be back game four. I kind of expect him. I don't want him back that soon. I think that's a really... You think that's rushing I that? think I think it's an idiotic move considering we could just save it, rehab him a bit for this enormous lineup we have yeah i'm I'm kind of with you on that i mean i'd i'd kind of like to just you know get guys back obviously as soon as possible but uh yeah we have the the next three games we have the giants eagles dolphins so but there was talk of him i think like four or five days ago that he was going to be back for the giants game i think what i read is he tried to give it a go for this week which Mm -hmm. is just way too Mm -hmm. soon and then with that Sketchy turf situation at MetLife Stadium. Yeah. It's, it's I don't, best to just keep him on the bench. I agree. And um, just to kind of circle back to, to the injuries and, and Jimmy and Kittle. <clears throat> that Jimmy just, I don't trust him. Um, I think that they are the duo on the team. And he could have easily put Kittle out for the entire season. I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I think everyone knows that. I'm also very realistic about Jimmy Garoppolo. Same. I'm still waiting for more growth from him. But this 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 idea that that Nick Mullins needs to supersede him as the franchise quarterback is just absolutely idiotic. No matter what way you slice it, Jimmy Garoppolo, 23 and 5 as a starter prior to this year. I just want to see more growth. And I think the legendary Steve Young said it best. He had a very interesting take on Jimmy Garoppolo about a week or so ago. Uh, he said he he ran into the same problems when Kyle Shanahan's dad, Mike Shanahan, was his offensive coordinator with the 49ers. He said he was just rushing through his reads too quickly. And that's the thing about Jimmy. He always gets these little, little happy feet in the pocket, and he looks just very sketchy and concerned. So, um, that's the thing. I just I want to see more growth from Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd like to see him trust his wide receivers. Yeah, I mean we also do need to get healthy at that position as well. Uh, you know we're waiting on Debo Samuel to come off of IR. Uh, right, but we're going all the way back to last season now. That if you too. want to get technical. Yeah, I mean, but I don't. I don't think it's so much just not trusting his receivers. I think he just doesn't trust himself. He doesn't. He's too hesitant. And if you can't perform in the season opener, you're not. You're not fit for Super Bowl. You're not fit. He's not an under pressure player, in my opinion. I he doesn't seem to to have that element to him. He's always second guessing. Well, at the like, worst time. Yeah, I think like Steve Young said, I think he just rushes. Like he doesn't let anything develop. Mm-hmm. And he'll quickly go from first read to second read to third read too quickly. And then at that point, either you're late or you're you're rushing it and just nothing's there. So he just doesn't have that that cool, calm, you know, pocket presence that other great quarterbacks have had. Now, we catch a lot of hate on Instagram, Facebook, any social media platform from other 49ers fans by really just, you know, we love Jimmy, but we obviously keep it real. We, you know, we're not um, 
we don't sugarcoat anything. And I think that makes a lot of people angry. Yeah, no, I, I love I love Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, he's just to me he's this uh he, he fits the eye test as far as a franchise quarterback, you know, he's got it all. He's oh, my husband's in love with him. Nick just best loves him. best looking guy in the NFL. Like this is <laughs> the this is the guy you want to market on posters and commercials and Levi's ads and so forth. But uh, yeah, I just want to see more development and growth from him. I think it's wasted potential. It is. Yeah, I we we made a joke not too long ago. I was like. You know, I know he ran his own little camp over the summer and stuff, mm-hmm. but I was like, after seeing that first game against the Cardinals, I'm like, what was this dude doing all summer? I mean, Just that's sliding what... in DMs on Instagram or something? Like, mm-hmm. Hopefully not. Hopefully <laughs> like, not, because like... we know what he brought home last time. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's, hope, let's, let's hope for the best. And then when Jerry Rice, the, the yes. GOAT, the legendary Jerry Rice comes out and says the team looked flat and there was just no competitive edge. No. No That's hunger, bad. no drive, nothing. That's bad. Nothing. And the Cardinals wanted it more week one, and they rightfully won. I agree. So moving forward, you know, Jimmy comes back, Kittle comes back, uh, Moser comes back. Key players are back besides Bosa. Yeah. Thoughts, um, on, thoughts just, on how to move forward. Yeah, I mean, I just, I hope it's not too little too late. And I only say that because... You can't play yourself out of a division title or the playoffs in the first two weeks of the season. You can't do that. However, when you incur as many injuries as we have, and you also... To the key players. Right. (laughs) And you unfortunately also play in the best division in all of the NFL. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be tough sledding moving forward. They're probably going to be doing a lot of chasing. They're going to have to win probably a, a... good majority of the remainder of their divisional games. And then, you know, you look at that slate I mentioned before. Which is a doghouse. Oh, my God. That's just, it's brutal. They're going to have to walk out of that, at best, maybe losing just two of them. And that is just, Mm -hmm. that's such wishful thinking. Uh, I think even at full strength, those those are some extremely tough matchups. And every single one of those teams are playoff contenders and even more so Super Bowl contenders. So it's going to be extremely difficult. Agreed. Do you want to touch on what's going on around the league? Let's do that. I have some thoughts. Um, I broke it down into a good, bad, and ugly. Oh, did you? I did. Okay. The good. (laughs) And I think every NFL fan will co-sign me on this. The penalties are down significantly. As a matter of fact, the second fewest in total since 2002. They're making it a focal point, I read this year, to only call clear and obvious calls. No more ticky-tack calls. They've also implemented a video crew to look at games beforehand, to have insight. And then they meet with the refs for each particular game and... I think as a whole, that's a great thing, especially given the circumstances this offseason that led into the start of this year. Mm-hmm. I think less penalties is great. It just it makes for a faster, smoother game. Unless you're Ed Hockley flexing your bicep, you know, when you're calling a first down, I, I don't want to hear or see from the refs. I really don't. 
Okay. Uh, okay. The bad. The bad. Coaches getting fined for not wearing their masks. Um, I'm so sick of talking about masks. Same. But it has to be made mention of because the the, yeah. the fines are just the outrageous. fines are they're they're outlandish. Um, so you have Kyle Shanahan, our coach, San Francisco 49ers. Pete Carroll, Seattle Seahawks head coach. John Gruden. I almost called him Los Angeles, Oakland. Las Vegas Raiders coach. That still sounds so weird. Mm. Vic Fangio, former San Francisco 49ers defensive <laughs> coordinator. Finally got a head coaching job in the NFL for the Denver Broncos. And lastly, Sean Payton, who had Wuhan COVID. He did have. He, yes, had, he COVID had COVID himself. Um, so all of those coaches. What are they being fined? So listen to this. This is what this was what was because I as I was watching the games week one, I I saw a lot of that and I I made note in my head and those guys were the ones I was like oh like I was like look they're like not wearing masks at all and I I thought it was funny and I was like I don't blame them you know especially if you're calling in plays mm-hmm. and they were the guys that they hammered down on what I really really was taken back by was like the the amount of the fines they find each coach 100k and then on top yeah. of, on top of that the franchise 250k but this is so this is this is hypocrisy at its yeah. finest so there there can be a a play on the field where it's an obvious dirty play your head hunting leading with your helmet you know you you what appears to be intent to injure someone which and we they just saw last week. Right. And they don't even get fined a fraction of that. Mm-hmm. Not even close. And well, I'm not you, saying they should, but just comparatively speaking, it's it's outrageous. But comparatively speaking of what's going on on the field and what's going on on the sidelines is they're tackling, touching, sweating, drooling. And then there's and if you if you <laughs> they're all over if each you other. look into the guidelines they set, there's just all these gray areas where like if certain guys are are sitting out and or they're reserved, they don't have to wear a mask. And then they wanted the the starter, or they want they wanted players who weren't starting or playing to wear masks. And then they want the players acting in the game not to wear masks because of substitutions. They'll have to put masks on or off. All of it is just so goofy. And uh, I'll close with I can't wait for all this nonsense to just be in the rear view. Agreed. What's your ugly? Ugly. Unfortunately, it, it kind of piggybacks off of that. No fans, or very limited, of, if any. In Florida. In Florida. Um, but <laughs> of, ac- course. Acro- across, of course. Across the NFL, there's no fans at any stadiums. Uh, some teams are going to do like soft openings weeks three and four mm-hmm. with letting in a small number of fans. Uh, no stadiums are at full capacity, and I don't know if you'll see that at all this season for any NFL team. I doubt it. Um, but the the issue with that is there's no home field advantage now. None. It's almost more of an advantage for the road team. And it's I agree. Con- the road it, team has an absolute yeah. advantage because it's, especially if you have a like a diehard fan base, like I hate to bring them up, but the Twelves, they really will. I don't want to get it. I I wasn't going to reference them. I was going to more so say like Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, great fans. But those are the most obnoxious fans I I can think about. 
the reason the Seahawks fans are loud is because they built the stadium. If you notice, the upper level is directly on top of the lower level. Right. And it, it creates this this echoing and then it, it registers high decibels and all that nonsense. And right, they're obnoxious and they're stadium. They do create a loud place. stadium. I just get annoyed when they're, you know, they're anointed like Listen, this fantastic you know they're my fan least favorite. Base. You know they're my least favorite fans. I, I, got, yeah. I got a little off, off tangent here. I just, I, I cannot stand Seattle Seahawks and their fan base. I'll put that out there. Um, Agreed, but we can agree on the fact that having your fans especially if they're diehard they're, you have a great fan base yeah is a huge advantage it's a to big you. factor yeah so that's just unfortunate um it's uh, it's unfortunate for the fans who would be in attendance and it's unfortunate to to view games this way at home also so that wraps that up um what do you want to do surprising starts thus far I would like to. Let's do that. Okay, let's do it. Go um, ahead and start with your uh, my your, surprising stars. Yeah, your your darling team. I, you know, the Cardinals are a big contender for me this year. Yeah, um, they're a divisional foe, so I don't I don't want to um, butter their ass too much, but uh, I'm gonna butter their ass a little right now. <laughs> I'm gonna butter their ass a little right now. Um, and not listen. I know that that's that's the first game that we played. Um, they do remind me. And again, this is a disclaimer. I know nothing about football. Only what I've only what I've seen thus far. But they do remind me um, a lot of the Chiefs and how they play. They're lean. They're tiny. They move fast. And I think Kyler Murray is just. A force to be reckoned with, absolutely. And I know that they've. I think you told me they spent um, what the last three seasons really building been, their team. They've been building this, and I've I've been you know noticing, of course, because we play them twice a year. I I've, I saw this in the making. They've been drafting well. Uh, they have a great GM. They bring in Cliff Kingsbury. I was a fan of his from Texas Tech. Draft Kyler Murray. All the knock was he's too small, he's too little. But I, I've seen enough. He re, he reminds me of, of Russell Wilson two point Okay. He's shorter, but he gets it done. His his ability to just if a play breaks down, off he goes, and he scrambles, and he picks up huge chunks. Of They're yardage, just so. so fast and so lean. Yeah. it's just unbelievable. They go um, out. Um, they get. Arguably the best wide receiver in the game, and DeAndre Hopkins from yes. the tap, get, uh, from the Texans. Best in the league, you would you would claim? Yeah, I, I'd put him up there absolutely. Um, my next one is the Chargers. Chargers, okay. I know that you were kind of against that pick mm-hmm. of mine. Um, Nick did introduce me to Hard Knocks HBO this year. Hard Knocks, yes. Yes. Um, also. I love Joey Bosa again. I mean, mm-hmm. that's they're they're and he's a very wealthy Joey Bosa now. Yeah, he is still humble. Um, but I really was not expecting them. I, even just watching their training camp, I did not expect them to give. Um, I did not expect for the Chargers to give the Chiefs a run for their money. They did give them a hell of a game they last did. weekend. They, they did. They did. And you could even see it on Mahomes' face. I think yeah. that um I think they're I think they're I think they're gonna do good this year. I do. 
what, what I took away from that game was Justin Herbert, the draft pick from Oregon, is mm-hmm. their guy. They they had plans to kind of sit him or ease him into the starting job this year. But to me, it's apparent he's the guy. you got to move forward with him. Tyrod Taylor seems like a good guy. Uh, been in the league a while. Had a great career at Virginia Tech. He's had some opportunities along the way with the Browns, the Bills. He was also on the Ravens. He's just not a franchise quarterback. He's simply not. He's... He's a backup. You draft Justin Herbert that high, let him play. And he, he threw some incredible balls. And I, I think that, that that was my takeaway. That's that's a pretty damn good team. And you, you plug in Justin Herbert, who he, he looks pretty good thus far. I mean, he's going he's gonna to take his lumps as a rookie. There's going to be some growing pains. But he, he looks to be a good one to me. So th- that, was, that was my biggest takeaway. Just, just hand the keys of the franchise over to him. Let Tyrod Taylor back him up, but there's there's no reason to when you have a roster like they do, they're 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 pretty good. They have some pretty good players. I think they have great potential. They do. So I, I think there's there's no there's no sense. Tyrod Taylor's not going to get you anywhere. So you might as well take your lumps with the rookie, let him develop and and move forward in that fashion. Okay. Who are your surprising starts? Um I also had the Cardinals too. Um, you do? Yeah. Again, it, it's not extremely surprising to me. They gave us two dog fights last year, and and like everything I mentioned when when you listed them, I kind of saw this coming, and I, and I think they're they're building a solid football team. I think they're they're going to be here to stay. They're two and zero. They're two and zero. Uh, another team. It, it's not so much of a shocking surprise given their body of work last year, but I have the Titans. They're two and zero. And, and like I said, based off their playoff run last year, they beat the Patriots and the Ravens on the road. Uh, they had the Chiefs on the ropes a bit. They were up 17-7 to on them in the AFC Championship game. I just think I'm, I, I, wanna, I, I wanted to, to mention them because everyone thought it was kind of fluky last year, their playoff run. They just have a knack for winning games late. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has solidified himself in my mind as a franchise quarterback. He had a rough start to his career getting drafted by the Dolphins, which is a completely inept franchise. They never put enough around him or around him in a good way that was cohesive to his growth. Uh, you also have Derrick Henry, one of the best running backs in the league. And I just absolutely love Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I think the Titans are here to stay. The Titans? Yeah. Okay. All right. So week three games. I also have one more I wanted to touch on oh. real quick. Yeah. So, you, got th- you have three. Yeah. The surprise to me is the Minnesota Vikings sitting at 0-2. Um, interesting fact is they are playing the Titans this weekend, the team I just mentioned. So mm-hmm. um, I think that the thing about the Vikings is they're just they're, – their season's not over, but Kirk Cousins, who to me has always looked just average, just okay, but thus far he looks awful. And and then that's a problem for them. Their secondary is just getting lit up. Uh, Adam Thielen, he, I, I've I've watched a little bit of, of of their action. Adam Thielen's getting open. Kirk Cousins is not delivering him the ball. Their their draft pick from LSU, Justin Jefferson, he's not doing anything. A lot of the rookie wide receivers this year have not done much yet. 
Um, and then you, you, the Vikings are now they're they're in a hole with Green Bay and oddly enough Chicago sitting two and zero. If Chicago is two and zero, yeah, Chicago's two and zero. So if if things really really go off the rails for the Vikings, you may see that franchise um, get a bit of an overhaul. So I I just uh, it's a bit of a surprise that they're zero and two again. I don't think they're a great team, but they just look bad so far. So. We'll see. They get the can Titans. You, can, can't you say that about a lot of the teams this year, considering the training camps? and, and... For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, I mean, this was a team that's, for the past several years, you know, been... Notorious. In the hunt for, mm-hmm. you know, playoff positioning and stuff like that. And, and, like I said, you can't play yourself out of the postseason the first two weeks. But they just, they look bad. So, that's, uh, that's why I've mentioned the Vikings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Week three. Let's get let's, it. Let's preview this. There are some really, really great games. I'm excited uh, for this week. Yeah, I am too. I was looking at the schedule and I was like, wow, there are some really good games this weekend. Mm-hmm. So let's start. We have the Raiders against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I'm really rooting for Cam. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of Cam. Um, ever since the Dannon... <laughs> Snafu. He's. He, I've really been rooting for got, my man he Cam. Got a, he got a bad rap from the mob on that one. Um, he did, and then with the two hundred fifty thousand that you you had mentioned, scam Newton. Scam Newton. Scam Newton. They call them. Um, scam yeah, Newton. Daddy got um two hundred fifty k payday approximately for his. Mama would easily take two hundred fifty k if one of our children was offered that. I mean, yeah. if your if your child is that good, yeah. That they're offering you two hundred and fifty thousand dollars allegedly. I mean, I didn't have a, I didn't have a problem with it. A lot of people did. Um, you know, get it how you live. Um, I just I'm a really I'm I'm really rooting for him this year. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I really hope to see him him do well. It's strange to me too because I've historically rooted against him um, from those Auburn days to his days as a Carolina Panther. I can't believe that. Uh, just, Especially how well he dresses. Yeah, you see, sometimes, yeah. Stop it. Sometimes he looks like Medea, but just, sometimes you know he comes, he comes, he comes through with a drip. Right now. You know what? Let me just say that if there's any women listening to this and you're not into football and you're just in the car with your husband and you're like, when the hell is this podcast going to be over? You have got to follow these men on Instagram because I had no idea that when I was signing up to be a football fan that I was going to get like like the Gucci fall collection preview. I mean, Mostert has a fantastic wardrobe. Cam Newton, fantastic. Um, you know, Jimmy G needs a new stylist. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a bit of a mess. But Ken, um, Ken, Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne is um, always in Gucci. He yeah. was actually... In vintage Chanel, they were nineteen ninety two vintage Chanel glasses, um, a uh, Givenchy hat, and a Gucci <laughs> Gucci track shorts um, at camp this year. He practiced in those. That was a major flex. I'll I know. That. I know. Okay, so back to that. Just in case, ladies, if you're if you're wondering if you get into football, I'm telling you, there's just that's a little added bonus for you. Also, check out um, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, fiance's ring. Okay. All right. Keep going. So, uh, yeah, Cam Newton, um, quickly, like I said, I've historically rooted against him and I've been watching the Patriots a little bit this year and I, I find myself just rooting for him. It's a, it's a strange turn of events. So, um, I'm going with the Patriots in that game against the Raiders. 
Okay. You as well? Page, oh, Patriots all the way, yep. Okay. Uh, our next matchup, we have our NFC West foe, the Rams versus the Bills. I think we disagree on this. Yeah, we do. We do disagree. Um, I'm going Bills. Shout out. One of the best NFL uniforms in the game. Um, great fan base. Shout out Bills Mafia. Um, I'm just going with the Bills. Um, I, I think the Rams are a solid football team. Sean McVay, good coach. Um, they, they look to be like they're having a bit of a bounce back year um, in comparison to last year. And then the year prior, they did go to the Super Bowl. But I just think that Bills defense is absolutely nasty. Um, I, I like quarterback Josh Allen's development thus far. The addition of Stephon Diggs has been great for him. Um, I like the Bills in this one. Okay. I'm going Rams. Uh, our next matchup, Cowboys Seahawks. Ugh, this is two, this is such this is such a are, hard. These are two teams I just absolutely my, loathe. I I agree. I think they're my least favorite. I think. Um, but I just think the, the unfortunately the Seahawks look like like one of the best teams they're, in the NFL. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna go with the Seahawks on this. They're one. having the revenge tour. Yeah, yeah, it mm-hmm. appears so. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm going with the Seahawks. I can't stand Seahawks fans or Cowboy fans. Yeah. don't send us any hate mail. Um, the, and also that C.D. Lamb was one of our prospects, no? And he has not done shit. He was on our draft board, yeah. He he hasn't done much of anything. Um, but also in his defense, um, we're still waiting on our draft pick from Arizona State, Brandon Ayuk, to make, uh, yes. his emergence. So. Yes. I'm very excited about him. Um, so, all right. So, next we have Packers and the Saints. I'm going Saints. I think they're. I think. Um, I think based on just what I saw from the Packers last year. Yeah. Um, and what I saw from the Saints last week. Yeah. I'm going Saints. All right. Yeah. So the the Saints lost, which was a bit of a a surprise to the Raiders last week. Um, I like them to get it right coming off that loss. Uh, the Packers look good thus far. They just don't have any receivers, and I. Th- I think I saw Devontae Adams is out this game. I will say Aaron Rodgers looks hungry again. I think them drafting Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah, kind of sent some some shockwaves to him. He was like, you know, why aren't you getting me a wide receiver? You're drafting this quarterback, which looks like, you know, it's it's my heir apparent. Um, so he, he looks re-energized. But with that said, I think the Saints are just the better football team. Okay, I agree. Even with the, even with the out last week. Yeah, I think so. Okay, um, Chiefs Ravens Monday Night Football. I'm I'm psyched for this game. Standalone primetime game. Um, I, I I like the Chiefs in this one. I I think everyone can understand and accept the Chiefs are simply just the cream of the crop as far as the NFL goes. I mean, Mahomes is unreal. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is that dude. Um, Ravens, good football team. Don't get me wrong. You know you most likely expect to see them in the playoffs and, you know, win a game or two. But I just, I, I don't think Lamar Jackson is there as a passer. And the, the Titans exposed that last year. If you force him to throw the ball, he's still very limited in that department. So I, I like the Chiefs in that one. For me, the Chiefs are just fun to watch because they are so good. Yeah. it's it. They make... They make it look easy, and the, it's just a fun off, their game. Their offense is is very fun to watch, which is again why I was so impressed with the Chargers, uh, giving them a run. Yeah, same. Okay, 
Um, can we touch on celebrating injury really quickly? Yeah. Um. So if anyone missed it, um, this clown on ESPN, Mark Jones, I, you you may have missed him. He probably calls like Thursday night whack college football games. Uh, I don't even know his job still. He's a B team guy. Um, so it was discovered that he was liking and celebrating Nick Bosa's injury on Twitter. Due to his political Due to his, yeah, his beliefs. Poli- yeah, his political beliefs. Um, I think that just speaks to ESPN as a whole. Um, no longer are the days of, you know, watching Stuart Scott in the 90s and Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann. Um, it, it's just, it's become so political over there on ESPN and it's just, it's, it's absolutely unbearable. And it's not even because, you know, Bosa is... Yeah, I mean, I would. It it could be anyone. I just think that that is just so tacky, yeah, um, so classless, and I think it really does a disservice to the league, yeah, and and, and the sport in general. I mean, when this is you know a network that's considered the you know the worldwide leader in sports, right, and they just can't help but you know keep keep out of the way Mm -hmm. when it comes with political issues, and it's just it's it's dreadful. I just wanted to touch on that because I don't think any of these players, no matter what your political beliefs are, nobody should be celebrating a victory yeah. of, you know, when somebody gets hurt and really hurt for that matter. Agreed. So, um, um, ESPN's Mark Jones, you are a duck. Duck. Call in. Yeah, please call in. Um, <laughs> um, so, we're going to do a segment, uh, Contenders and Pretenders. Yes. Do you want to start off with your contenders? Yeah, um, like I was saying, I, I think the the NFL is it's 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 top heavy in teams that could make their way into a Super Bowl. Uh, as far as teams that are just on a hierarchy, in my opinion, I would say obviously the Chiefs and the Seahawks. Watching the NFL the first two weeks, this the Seahawks just they look like one of the better teams in the NFL. I, I hate to say I know, it's heartbreaking to yeah. say it makes me want to vomit. And there's really just not a guy who does more with less than, than uh, Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson with the whining, yeah. with the helmet pulling oh he's always whining about something. Yeah, um he, he gets it done and this is a team he that's does. not really imposing on defense. They kind of just do it as a unit. Um and I mean, you got DK Metcalf as wide receiver, but he does carry such, the team. Oh, with, yeah. Without him, that's barely a five hundred team, probably even less than that. So, right. uh, he's certainly, you know, mark marking his spot as an MVP candidate. So, I got my contenders: Seahawks and Chiefs. Like I said, there's other teams you can list that that can you know easily make their way into a playoff run into the Super Bowl. But as far as a hierarchy in the NFL, to me, it's just those two teams right there. Well, I have five teams. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, I have the Seahawks, obviously, for all the aforementioned reasons. Um, Chiefs, self-explanatory. Um, Cardinals. Again, we touched on that earlier. Um, the Titans, and I'm really rooting for the Patriots this year, just because again, mm-hmm. Cam. I think um, I think he could be. I think he could be really great. Okay. Pretenders. Pretenders. Uh, I'm gonna start first and foremost with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I had that as my number one as well. I'm just so tired of hearing year in, 
year out. We them boys and how they're going to make a run and win a Super Bowl. This team is just, just they're, not they're average at best. There's nobody on the defensive side of the ball that's even really truly worth mentioning. Dak Prescott, average at best. Uh, big time draft pick on CD Lamb. He's done nothing yet. Nothing. I'm so glad we didn't take him. Yeah, same. Um, so yeah, the, the Cowboys are pretenders to me. They'll make their way into the playoffs, and that's you know of of no of no compliment to them. It's more so uh, an indictment on how weak their division is. Okay. Is that your only pretender? No, I also have the Steelers and I have the Rams. Okay. I have um, the Cowboys, the Rams. Um, unfortunately, the 49ers. Mm. I mean, I can't, I, you know, I mean, I try and just be realistic. Yeah. Um, I don't think that we're going to have the momentum coming back. I think there's always hope, but I just do not think that this season is our season uh, at all. I don't think you can slapdick the season opener and, yeah. and uh, then I'd, come off I'd extensive reg- injuries. Yeah. Um, I regretfully uh, co-sign that. Okay. So. And I, also the Bucks, just because if I hear Tampa Bay one more time, I'm just... I, they got I, they to they gotta, so, knock that off. It's so bad. Yeah. And before we get even more hate mail, we live in Florida now, so... And we're still... No. It, no. Yeah, the Tampa no. Bay. The Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay, Bay go. No. So I'm going to go... Absolutely, pretenders, Bucks, always okay. have been, um, <laughs> always have been. But great uniforms in yeah. the nineties. Yes, yeah, those are one of the best. Fantastic, ever. absolutely. All right, so our last segment, we're gonna call this the juice. The juice. Shout out, sports gambling, Las Vegas. <laughs> Bit de- Shout out degeneracy. I mean, I was I was gambling on games as as a child. It's a true story. Ask my mother. I was coming home. With, I don't doubt that. I was coming whatsoever. home with cash in my jacket after going to sports books with my father. So, yeah, this is uh this segment's near and dear to me. Um, it's probably the time when you input one of those ads, one eight hundred gambler. You know, gamble at your own. Yeah, list. yeah, it's probably this is, like uh, this a, is just a for, disclaimer. Yeah, this is just for fun. This is going to be myself versus Shay. We're gonna trigger keep, warning. Yeah, we're gonna keep a <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna keep a, a year to date win versus loss record. Yes, and then we'll put some sort of wager on it, and at the end of the year, you know, an escalate. An escalate. Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. that's something light. All right, sure. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'll go ahead with my games, or did you want to go first? Uh, no, you go first. Okay. All right, so I'm going with... Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go I'll first. I'll go first. Okay. So I'm going, um, so Titans-Vikings, Titans um, I'm going... Titans favored two and a half. Uh, Bengals, Eagles. I uh, have Bengals getting four and a half. And Seahawks and Cowboys. Ugh. I, uh, Seahawks favored five. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. I couldn't find where my picks were uh, noted before. So, all right. So, I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. Five and a half point favorites versus the Detroit Lions. Uh, I think the Lions are just in complete disarray. Uh, starting quarterback, cornerback rather, Desmond Trufant out. Um, I like the way Arizona's moving this year. I, I think they cover the those five and a half points. 
Uh, secondly, big game, Bills versus Rams. Uh, like I spoke to, I just I, I like I like what Sean McDermott's doing there, the culture he's building, the Bills defense. Um, I, I, I think they, they dismantle that Rams offense. I like the Bills' favorite two and a half points. Uh, lastly, my underdog special right here, okay? <laughs> I'm going with the Washington Redskins. Repeat that. Washington Redskins. You're the Washington football guy. I refuse <laughs> to acknowledge them as this goofy Washington football team. Great end zone. Dan, Fantastic end zone. Dan Snyder, hold your head. It should be the Washington Redskins. Anyhow. Who's going to get fined? Look at how much they get fined for a, for a face mask. I know. They hit them where it hurts. Um, that's but great whole, end zone. That's a whole other story. So, Washington Redskins... Getting seven points against the Cleveland Browns, uh, regardless of, of what the Browns did last week against the Bengals, they don't deserve to be favored seven points over anybody. Uh, I'll take the Redskins and the seven points. The, this hype is coming from this the Browns win on Thursday night over the Bengals. They ran the ball really well, um, but that's just too many points for the Browns to cover, in my opinion. Um, shout out the Bengals, though. Like Joe Burrow a lot. He looks legit to me but this game redskins take the seven points book it all right that was fun it was so fun right i loved it yeah that was great episode one kickoff episode one the kickoff in the books good job baby good job babe all right let's see uh let's see what this week brings and let's see who's uh, actually gonna come back for uh week four all right all right Thanks for tuning in to I Didn't Quite Catch That. Make sure to subscribe to catch our latest episodes. You can also link up with us on Instagram at I Didn't Quite Catch That for news and highlights of what's to come on next week's episode.